Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And today I'm excited because we're going to be talking about like some business growth strategies and some frameworks and some success formulas from a very talented individual. Javon Wooden is a dynamic business coach, speaker, author, and a Bronze Star recipient that's amazing, Um, who is just absolutely passionate about helping motivated individuals and businesses really achieve their goals. Now, his business growth and his personal development ideas have been featured in so many publications, things like Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Founder, Forbes, Verizon. And whether you are looking to scale your business, build your brand, or navigate just the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, because that's how life is as an entrepreneur. (laughs) He is absolutely here to provide the support, the insight, and the expertise that you need to achieve your dreams. Please help me welcome Yvonne to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up, Yvonne? Hey, hey, how you doing, Shay? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, Javon, not Yvonne. Why I threw a Y in there, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's my bad. But hey, I didn't even catch it. I was just ready to, I'm ready to roll. Excited to be here. <laughs> You're like, just don't call me late for dinner, right? <laughs> I apologize. That's my bad. But <laughs> I'm so excited because um, I'm really interested in, in having you maybe start us out in telling us a little bit about um, the, the five why framework that you have and how you've used it to really support your clients in improving their businesses. Like, let's just dive right into the deep end here. And like, what is this? What's entailed? How do we just help our, our businesses improve? I love just jumping right in. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. So, so the five why framework, this came about just for me, doing work with a bunch of different organizations and entrepreneurs, whether that be solo or people running, you know, the companies we know, like, and love, right? Um, And what I noticed in my work was that these five whys, right, were the basic pillars that every business needed, right? No matter what stage you are in. So I can go jump right in, which is what you asked me to do. So I'm going to do it. Like, so let's just one. bullet point it out. Let's like, go. Let's, man, go. Man, let's, man, let's, man, let's, man, let's go. Hey, we got go. 20 minutes. Come on. Give me the good. We, we're going to fire. We're going to do the fire round for you. Okay. So okay, first one, yardstick. This is what everyone needs, right? What is your goal? But the part that a lot of people miss is why? Why is that your goal? And what I do, this whole name, five why, came from me asking my clients typically three to five times, why? Why does it matter to them? before getting past those surface level level, uh, guesses and answers and getting into the root causes. And it usually ties into the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Normally it's either status, security, you know, financial, physical, whatever that is, or providing for their family, or they just want to put that food or establish a legacy, right? So that's what it typically boils down, somewhere along those lines. Um, The second why is the yield. How are you going to do this? How do you know you measure it? How do you uh, pick the right metrics? How do you know where you are? What's the milestones you're going to set to know that it's working or not working so you can adjust as you go? The third why 
is yar. It's a boating term. People are like, where did you get this? Well, I do a lot of reading. Okay. <laughs> so yar is a boating term. And really, in essence, it's about making it easy, making that shit float more easily on those waters as we sail towards our goal, our destination. Um, and within that, we'll get into it. There's the success formula. It's the 3DA success formula. That's delegate, delete, delay, or automate, right? So you're going to delegate tasks that need to get done, but you don't necessarily need to be the one doing them, right? You're going to delete anything that does not serve those goals you set earlier. Then you can delay something that might be a good idea, but may not need to be done right away. So it could be, for instance, Q1, maybe you push it to Q4, or maybe you push it to next year, right? We got to be honest with ourselves here. Can't accomplish everything all at once. And then automate. We know what that is. We think of automating tasks. We think of using technology, but it's also about creating SOPs and systems for your people, right? That's a part of automation as well. You want them to come in and be able to operate. We think about McDonald's when we think about this here, right? They can plug and play people all over the place and somehow that food still is the same, right? So you want to think about how you can do that with your business. How can you produce the same product or service over and over and over again as you deal with employee churn rates, as you deal with adjusting to markets, et cetera? And then you're going to have yoga, how do you make this thing strong, scalable, and sustainable? We think about the great yogis of the world. They're able to bend into so many different positions and they make it look easy. That's what we want for our business, right? And then the fifth one is yearn. How do we get people evangelizing our brand? We know word of mouth marketing is the best marketing. We know user generated content is the best for social media because we're not tooting our horn. Someone else is doing it for us. And when we talk about that, we want our employees and our clients and customers evangelizing the brand. Right. So that's the five Y framework in a nutshell. Okay, you literally just wham, bam, pointed it out for us. I love it. I love it. I love it. So my bullet point brain is like, okay, thank you. I now have a list. And now I want to take a look at it a little bit deeper, right? Okay, so (laughs) yardstick, yield, yar, yoga, yearn. Yes. How are we using this to improve our businesses? Like, is it is it step by step? Is it one through five? Is it you jump in at a certain level? How does that work? So typically when I come into an organization, we perform an assessment, right? Um, and that assessment is going to show you whether you are uh, ready to hit the goals. Maybe you set them prior to me getting there or not. Right. We're going to get real honest about that. So you can jump in at any point. It's not a linear uh, program. It's not a linear framework that you're going to follow. We all know things don't happen linearly. Right. But it's a real it's a way for you to check to see where you are. And it comes with a worksheet. I have that downloaded just to get you started um, that we'll talk about later. But it's really something to keep you honest. Right. Keeps you on track. You can put this into your project management software and, you know, start putting things underneath each why to see where you are. And it's a great way, especially when it comes to resource allocation, to know, okay, can we do this now? If we set X goal, can we hit it with the people and the processes and the money and all that stuff that we have currently? If not, then we can realistically go ahead and set our expectations on when this thing could take place, and we can start reverse engineering the milestones that can be set for it. Uh, and then also, it allows us to think deeper about, all right, if we don't have that, who do we need to bring in? 
Do we need to partner with another company? Maybe some strategic partnerships. And you can identify that under your wish list, right, within the Y framework. So it just allows you to have a, it's a, it's a dashboard for your business, so to speak. And you can plug everything you need in, under each pillar. I love that. I love that. But we were actually taking a look at that within my business here of like, okay, what is what does three years look like? Like if we wanted to wave a magic wand, what could the business take a look like? And then what would need to happen to make that work? And then backtrack it from there. Same thing goes like when we're producing an event, we're doing a conversion event. It's like, what is the end result? What is the goal? And then how do we make that happen and reverse engineer it? It seems like you just reverse engineer everything in business. Right. Well, at least we hope to do that because you know what I've what I've seen is a lot of people don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. They start where they are instead of starting with the end in mind, like we hear so often, because it's easier said than done. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You don't know what you don't scary. know. Like, <laughs> it's scary to look at like three years and you're like, fudge, to make that happen, this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen. Exactly. You have to hire this team, you have to have this SOP, you have to have this in place. But then when you start Say again. I'm sorry. I was going to say personality comes into play too, like the leader's personality. So if they're more of a, um, you know, a detail oriented thinker, that big picture may scare them, right? So because they're looking so deep in advance. So you really also have to know yourself mm-hmm. when it comes. Well, and where you want to take your business, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you only want to be a 5 million or maybe you want to be a 1 million or maybe you only want to be a half a million size business. What does that look like for you? And Absolutely. I mean, it's great regardless, as long as you're looking at it. <laughs> yeah. and that's where that why comes in too, because yeah, it sounds cool to be 5 million, but what all comes with that, right? Um, and a lot of people say 5 million in revenue. Well, I challenge them to look at the bottom line. What is the mm-hmm. profits? At the- right? Because that, that's right, where that right there, that right there. It is surprising to me to, because we see the back end of businesses how many are doing really, really well in terms of sales and income and like making a difference, but the back end and the systems and the profit is not there. Okay. They're Absolutely. spending as much as they're making. Absolutely. I mean, let's look at some big name companies. You know, Amazon wasn't profitable for at least 10 years, right? Uber, I think they just turned a profit. I don't know if they're still profitable. Lyft hasn't been profitable yet. So this is a, a norm. Right. We normalize hearing, oh, we generated millions in revenue and ARR and all this other stuff. But the profit isn't there. Yeah. And that's what a lot of especially small to medium sized businesses. This is why we don't see them after five years, because they don't track that number. Right. And then they get hit with a big tax bill or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's over. So we have to really take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So share with us, um, do you happen to have like an example or somebody who's come to you recently with something that hasn't quite worked out and you've been able to help them switch things around? Absolutely. You just talked about systems, right? Um, Getting that systems in place. And I had a a digital marketing company come to me, um, an agency. And what was happening is he had it. It looked fantastic from the outside, right? He had a website here. He had a funnel here. He had this happening. But then when we realized what was his goal and I asked him why that was his goal, he was, you know, talking about the the 500,000 in revenue um, within six months, right? He was doing pretty well. He was generating about 250K a year, right? Which is still nothing to sneeze at, but he was spending so much on tech, 
And I asked him why, <laughs> why did you need all this stuff? Like, he's like, I'm just a, uh, I'm just a techie, man. I just got to get the latest gadgets, got to set up the funnels. If I learn something, I got to implement it so I can test it for my clients and all. And I'm like, okay, how much are you spending on all this tech? And after we looked at it all said and done, half of his revenue was going to trying out different things, signing up for courses for the new tech, et cetera, and going to different uh, conferences. So I was like, okay, what really matters? Let's break it down to bare bones. What do you want to be known for? Um, so when we asked him that, what his goal really was, was he wanted to be known for doing funnel marketing. So he wanted to be known for whether that's setting up quizzes, whether that was setting up the lead magnet marketing, whatever it was, he just wanted to be able to be the premier person on ClickFunnels specifically, right? But he was using Clavio and all these other things. So we were able to look at what his goal was, look at the resources he had, save him. First of all, we saved him hours a year setting up all these things because he was a solopreneur um, trying to run this shop. And then we also saved him, if you can imagine, thousands of dollars, right? So we took it from having all of these different subscriptions all the way down to him specifically focusing on ClickFunnels, which is a well-known platform. You can generate a lot of money focusing in on that. Um, so we streamlined his processes. We took all his little piecemeal sites and all that stuff, built his site on the platform he wants to be known for. Instead of having a WordPress here and a ClickFunnels here and a Thrivecart here, uh, we just put it all into that. So now he's able to see a single pane of glass he can put his affiliates in the ClickFunnels and all this stuff. And it was just much better for him in every sense of the word. Now, we wouldn't have seen that if I didn't ask him why, uh, why any of this mattered, right? And what his goal truly was, because he just he just was like, yeah, I got to know everything. That's just the name of the game. Well, you don't have to. Um, so that's one of the, one of the um, um, examples. Another example that's not in the tech space, because those are easy, is a personal trainer. Right. He didn't have systems at all. Right. He was located in D.C. In, in Maryland, outside of D.C. And he was like, man, we just don't seem to get anyone coming into our gym. And we're going to have to shut down if this remains right in the next couple of months. So he's like, what can we do? So when I asked him what his goal was, he said to be the premier in his area, in his area of Maryland. And I asked him, when where is his marketing going? He said, we're marketing to D.C. And I'm now that doesn't make sense, right? You're, that's no what wonder I wonder they're not coming. Yeah, I, I said, <laughs> why are you doing that? He said, well, we had someone come in. We had a, 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 a ad specialist come in and said that if we market to DC, then we'll catch the surrounding areas. I said, no, right? So they're spending, imagine ads are not cheap. And that's what I want people to realize. Ads are not cheap, right? Because you have to do a lot of testing and you really don't get that ROI until you start really identifying how you need to set that ad up, what type of ad, because there's like 10 different types on Facebook alone. And then that's uh, always changing anyway. It's, it oh. just changed. So, <laughs> so <laughs> of course they yeah, did. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. And, and I want to make a caveat to that is once uh, Apple did the iOS update for privacy, it has completely shot you know, what Facebook has set up in the first place. So they're still trying to catch up from that. Um, but when we looked at this personal training, back to this, uh, we realized that they didn't need to run ads at all. They had a decent social media presence and we needed to do that yearn, right? We needed to focus on the user-generated content. So what we started do doing was having someone record it. Of course, we got consent from the people, but we will record when they came in, how did they look, what, what goals did they hit, and then we would do month to month to month to month to month. And they would post their success stories, 
people would uh they we, we had it automate where they would shoot out a review request to their current clients instead of just waiting because they weren't doing that so that started generating seo as you can imagine because they're posting these videos so of course they're starting to get more traffic on their site and we're starting to use their instagram platform to link back and we created a um like we just put a, a link tree which they didn't have again um uh so they can get a setting uh we just set up a like basic calendar um, so that, and then we implemented a platform called HoneyBook. Um, so they can have somewhere where they can do contracts and all that stuff because they didn't have a platform. They were still using paper. So that sped up their processes and all that stuff. Um, so just think about the systems. Like that is how that five wise works. Because if you don't know where you're going, there's no way you're going to get there, right? Um, yeah. You're just going to be lost to see. Um, so those are two examples that just come to mind of how the five wise framework can help. Could you speak towards the YAR? Yeah, absolutely. Is, so, like, give me an example of, of something that's floating easily on the water, like in, in a business sense. What does that mean? Well, that uh, we can go back to the personal training example. So for them, they didn't have anything automated. So we think about the yard, making it easier, automating those systems. The onboarding process was an easy win, but because they didn't know how to do it, they never did it. They just wanted paper contracts. You know, people wouldn't know what they wanted or needed until they came in. Sometimes they didn't sign up. So this was an easier process to have everything digital, which people are used to now, where they can say, okay, hey, yeah, I want to sign up for group training. I want to sign up for uh, personal training because, I mean, one-on-one training, because personal training is not like a service like you or I, where maybe it's boutique or baseball. Most of the time it's a set price, right? You can get a package of them. So we just did that. Like, hey, man, let them buy it there so you know exactly what they're coming in on. Fill out some information about who they are, what their goals are, and now you have it all. And uh, we ended up getting a, a, a software that was four gyms that allowed them to pull all this stuff in and get their weight, and then they can do all their weight and measurements and all stuff and put it in their profile more easily um, than HoneyBook. That was just to start it off, right, just to get a quick one for them. Um, but yeah, that's an example of that, that yard, making it easier. And then also with that same organization, they just had, every trainer did something different. So we also had to do it on the trainer side, create like SOPs, standard operating procedures for them, where they could say, all right, when someone comes in, what do we do? You know, and they, they identify times, how long someone should be waiting, all those things. And what they did was they just set up like a camera system so they could track that, review it um, every so often to see how long people would be waiting all this stuff. So it really got super advanced after they got the, the gist of what was going on. And now they're, they're killing it. I love that. I love that. Um, so it's probably not always been so great and amazing. Um, it sounds like this framework and the 3DA success formula probably came out from like you testing a lot of things is that right like I was that digital marketing agency guy you know before him <laughs> you, you were doing everything and had all of the things and paying all the money on all of the stuff and yes. you know making as much as you're spending <laughs> yes uh, um would you mind kind of pulling back the curtain on something that was coming up for you um and kind of sharing how you went through it and how what came out of it and what was the aha? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I said, I was that guy. You know, I was purchasing the courses, getting the 
clients, you know, getting the uh, coaches, doing all these different things. And what I realized was I didn't ask my goal. I didn't set a true goal and I didn't ask why. And what that meant was I was trying to learn everything, but I wasn't implementing anything. Right. Um, so that's what came up for me. I said I had to slow down in order to speed up. So that's what I did. I really took my business down to, you know, the studs, so to speak. And then I built a solid foundation first before I started moving forward on anything else. Um, so that's really what came up for me. And I challenged the audience to, to do the same. It's like, look at the bare bones of your, your operations. You know, do what do you truly need to function at the level you're functioning at now? Because just about every business I've came into and, and looked at how they're set up, they're not even using their tech or capabilities of anything more than maybe 10 to 15%. Right. So we need to look at that um, because we can save a lot of time, a lot of heartache uh, if we just took it, took back the curtain on their businesses, too. Yeah. So is it just like the shiny object syndrome that, you know, entrepreneurs get where they're like, oh, but this person over here is doing this thing. I should do that thing. And I need that system and I need that technology. Is that the piece that like pulls us out of the five why? and do we just need to keep coming back to it every what year, every six months, every month? Is it a part of like your dashboard that you look at weekly? Mm -hmm. Like what, what do you recommend? Yeah. I mean, for me, I put it in my, my software, my project management software. Um, so I know that that's what I'm going for. So I, like you said, I, I set my goals for three years. No more than that, because as an entrepreneur, things change very rapidly. Yeah. Um, and then I just reverse engineer things and I have these dashboards for the, the week, the day, the month, the year that all ties in. Um, but if you're not at that level, some people don't like all of that stuff. Maybe I would at least want you to do it quarterly. Right. And that's going to keep you on par with what you're looking to hit, because you should have a quarter quarterly milestone no matter what business you are. Yeah. Uh, and then people I feel like there's different reasons why people get that, oh, I want to do this and this and this. One, we want to move too quickly, right? That was my issue. I wanted to move quickly. I knew I had a purpose and a passion, and I just wanted to get out and reach the masses, and, and I just wanted to serve everybody, right? Um, and that's, that's it's not going to happen, right? So um, that's one. And then two, yes, we see people who are in our industry, and you know, social media can influence you. You think that is just overnight, um, but the overnight successes has been 10 years, right? Um, yeah. So we got to realize that what we see on social media is a very small snapshot. And then some of them aren't even there, right? So <laughs> we got to keep it real with ourselves and stay true to us as entrepreneurs. And then three, uh, for uh, many of us, like me, I'm a first generation entrepreneur. Um, I didn't have anyone who did this before me. So I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I'll be like, oh, this person looks cool. Let me try their program and see what they say. They seem to be doing well. Kind of find out, you know, maybe it was good and I wasn't ready for it or it just wasn't for me. So those are some of the reasons that I've seen uh, reasons why people end up doing that. Yeah. Out of curiosity, what's your um, project management system? Um, so I'm using Asana right now. Yeah. yeah, there's there's so many out there like that so in many. itself. There's so many out there. You have to really figure out what is the best one for you with what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I definitely need something that's easy. Um, but there's there's a lot of good ones out there. It really depends on how you want things to look and then your personality. I think. Yeah, the boards or the lists yeah. or the however you need to look at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
we can geek out about that some other time. Um, so could you touch a little bit on the personal development side? What does it take personal development wise um, as you continue to scale and grow businesses and helping your clients scale and grow businesses? What do you see is like, is there kind of like one mountain that they climb? And then when they get to that mountain, the top of it, they're like, oh, fudge, there's a second mountain. And this is what I have to start changing in order to hit that second mountain. Yeah, I mean, what I see is it really depends on the person, uh, uh, again, their personality. But most people, they just feel like, okay, once they've seen that they can overcome some adversity that they thought was insurmountable, they now can use that and leverage that for, for their resilience. So that's what a lot of people um, that I've worked with have noticed. Like, oh, man, I thought I was never going to get that. And then once they do, they're just like, yes, okay, I see that this is a here now let me go at my pace let me not burn out right and that because that's what happens to us let me not try to run up this mountain let me just walk and hike and set up camp on the base you know get my bearings about me etc uh, because i know it's going to be a journey it's not going to be a, a, a sprint right so that's how um, i've envisioned it and we all know personal development is ongoing it's a journey right you don't just all of a sudden just become a sage and like get healed and and feel like you can do anything at any point and then never feel sorry or sad again. I wish that's it was how it goes. Way. I thought that's no. how it went. I, I know, right? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but I always tell people that, you know, adversity is meant for us to appreciate the joy, mm-hmm. right? Because if, if we were always happy and feeling good, we wouldn't even recognize it and appreciate it. So we need that counterbalance. That's good. Could you say that again? Do you remember what you even just said? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was like in the moment. That was so good that it. So everybody just rewind and listen yeah. to that part again because that's a writer downer. That was so good. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again. That was a really good one liner. So my goodness. All right, we've talked about a bunch of different types of things in a sense, but really within this framework. Now, if somebody was like, I just want you to help pull these things out of me. I want your eyeballs on my business. I would like, you know, just to stay more in touch with you. What is the best way for them to do that? And do you happen to have a gift for our audience today? Absolutely. I mean, I love people to connect with me on LinkedIn. So you can just search my name, Javon Wooden. That's J-E-V-O-N-W-O-O-D-E-N. Um, and I will be the one responding to you. Uh, and then I have some freebies, of course, Shay. Gotta have the freebies. Gotta so have the freebies. About- wait, wait, before you talk about it, can I no tell worries. you here on, on the podcast, we we have people, you know, all the time applying to be a part of the podcast. I cannot tell you how many people don't actually have a gift. Oh, really? I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked. At, at people not having a gift. I was like, how are you running your business? Yeah, I'm like, how are you? Yeah, what's your legion? Or how are you right demonstrating value to anyone? How are you giving? Because anytime you end up opening the door, having a conversation, you have to have something that someone can go, Oh, I want to learn more. Otherwise, you've given all of this and you're like, Okay, peace. I'll see you later. And they're like, (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm falling off the cliff now. Thank you so very much. Right. You just have a gift. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, you, you are correct. Uh, I agree. But I have, I come bearing multiple gifts. So if you go to my website, brightmindconsultinggroup.com slash resources, 
we have personal and business development freebies, right? And so we have a, an array of them. We can do webinars. We have uh, legions, eBooks. We got one sheeters. We got everything you want. So just go ahead and go to brightmindconsultinggroup.com slash resources and pick your, your uh, choice. I love that. I love that. And the link will be in the show notes as well. So my last question for you. Yes. What is a takeaway or a memorable note you would like to leave our audience with today? Yes. I would like to say, get really clear on your goal and why that is your goal. Why does it matter to you? Don't just say the surface level answer. Ask yourself that three to five times, and then you'll know really in your heart of hearts why it matters. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And I want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm really excited for you to take all of these lessons, to take these frameworks, the the five whys, the uh, system framework, and really start implementing them so that you can create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.